This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. Hey, have you heard the news? Inside the Principal's Office has released a book, a best-selling new release on Amazon. This book is perfect for any current or aspiring educational leader. Broken down into 40 weeks, this book is filled with reflections and practical advice from three educational administrators and provides space for reflection to facilitate growth. Join other leaders from around the world who have already ordered their copies to join in on upcoming book studies and workshops. Order your copy on Amazon today. In this episode, I chat with Katie Kinder, who has been an educator since 2006. She believes that life is fun and learning should most definitely be fun. As a Teacher of the Year, Top 5 District Finalist, OKC, Oklahoma City, Rotary Teacher of the Month, a guest on the Oklahoma State Department's Ed Talk series, and a Top 100 Educator in Oklahoma on Twitter, Katie has learned a trick or two in the classroom. In fact, she has curated her experience into developing a brand new role within her role as a Professional Development Specialist and has recently released her first book, Untold Teaching Truths, now available on Amazon. During our conversation, Katie and I took the time to reconnect since our last conversation back in February. If you want to hear that, go check out Season 3, Episode 8. In that discussion, she mentioned how she would like to transform her then role as a PD specialist into something, well, a little different, as she wanted teachers to see strategies in action. She realized that things aren't always pretty and that educators should see the process and not just the product. Well, someone must have been listening because that is exactly what she is now doing. Extending on this idea, Katie also released her first book that she hopes will help teachers navigate the struggles that we all face. In fact, she talks about avoiding burnout by steering clear of all the small battles and really honing in on three key areas, engagement, safety, and kindness. We even threw some other ideas out into the ether to see if those two would come true. Want to hear more? Let's go.
Hello and welcome back to the Counter Narrative Podcast. Today I get to reconnect um, with a guest that was with us a while ago, back in season three, episode eight, I believe. Um, so we have Katie Kinder rejoining us today, and I'm really excited. Um, you know, we I always talk about the idea that we have guests on the show that I finally get to connect with. Um, but this particular guest has done some phenomenal things since we've last connected. And so we're, we're going to take a detour from our traditional conversations and really play some catch up, see what has happened since then, and, and just talk about all the amazing work that she's continuing to do uh, within her district. So Katie, good evening. How are you? Hey, how are you, Charles Williams? I'm still a fan. I um, <laughs> I've been reading your book today. I downloaded it and it's so good and positive and gives real strategies on for principals, for admin, and I really love it. It's really good. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. So you got the uh, the Kindle version. I did. I got the Kindle nice. version. That, that like just became available. We just got the email like this past weekend that it is now available on Kindle. So I'm like learning all the new things about Kindle. I can make notes. I can do all kinds. Like I can annotate it. Although there's something to be said about loving on a, a book that's paper and highlighting and, and being able to give it away. I wish we could give a Kindle book away, but you can't. Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't know. Maybe there's some way. Maybe. I know we're also in the process of doing an audio version. Ooh. So I am, I'm recording chapters. Yes, you are. You have that velvety <laughs> voice. You, you should be, you should have a side gig. Not that you have any time to do this, but you should be reading books on tape for all of us, for the world. I mean, let's do that. Let's, let's set that up. Romance yeah, I mean, novels, you... dystopia, all of it. Charles Williams. Just... All, all the readers. And, and I, I, I'm happy you put that out there because, you know, the last time you were on the show, we kind of put something out in the ether and it, it came true. It came true. And I think yeah, it's because so of you. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I'm an instructional coach in Putnam City. And I last year was really hard because we were not in school for nine weeks. So I kind of walked around this building that was like empty and checked on teachers and then, because we were virtual, and then we started an A-B schedule. So we only saw half of our kids, you know, two days a week. And, you know, Monday, Tuesday was A. Then we had Wednesday for PLC. And then Thursday, Friday was B. So it was just like not a traditional um, year. And not that this one's traditional either. Um, but I did put it – I really missed kids. Like when all of our kids did come back after spring break – um, which was interesting too, uh, <laughs> because you know you have classroom management with the A group and classroom management with the B group, and then you put them all together in April, and yeah. that's tough. And then you, you know how you've been doing this long enough that certain personalities don't mix with other personalities, and you throw them in a first year t teacher's room and hope for the best. And it was um, it was a challenge, but I missed kids a lot, and one of my goals as an educator is to like retain our baby teachers and the fact that they're leaving, you know, 50% leave in the first five years. And I think that was, that's a number before pandemic. Um, yeah, before devious licks. I don't know if you, your school is having devious licks problems. Um, have devious you heard about, licks? you don't know about devious licks? No. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a 
TikTok trend. Oh, so it has a name. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. I mean, you tear up the bathrooms and you take stuff home and you steal it. So that that is happening in your school. No, it isn't. No. Um, oh, goodness. That's still happening. Yeah, like I, I told – like we were afraid. I heard about it because, you know, my, my daughter's a senior, the baby. And she was oh. telling me about the things happening at her school. And so we started talking about it and we were like, wait, do we kind of like preemptively warn the students like you better not? And then they're like, wait, what is this all about? And now they know. Right. Or do we just like sit back and say, no, nah, they know better. And we really haven't had any issues. So it's like, now, if you're watching this, I don't think any of my kids watch it, but you better not. You better not. Don't do that. Yeah. So it's just (laughs) been, our bathrooms are still being torn up. We have. Jeez, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so like the kids go home with the the soap dispenser. I'm like, what? And then they put it on TikTok and then you get like all these. Anyway, um, it's been, it's been a challenge for sure. We've had you know, in and out of um, people being quarantined and kids and, you know, they've rolled out the the vaccine now for all of our kids. So uh, I'm just, I'm hopeful. But last year I missed kids and I missed connecting with kids. And I really started to realize that our kids from 2019 are not our kids from 2021. They're different. And I wanted to be connected with kids, but I also wanted to retain teachers. And so I wanted to do a model classroom. And I talked about it first with you. And then it came it came true. So I did a um, little PowerPoint that ages me, Google Slides. And um, <laughs> I'm 40, Charles Williams. Um, and they said yes. And so I have these two precious classes in the morning. And then I do the instructional coach piece in the afternoon. Um, But I just want everybody, not even just my building. I've told teachers from other buildings, come in, come and see that this, I mean, this is messy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to be perfect. Uh, You're dealing with kids that come from a lot of trauma. You're dealing with kids that have been at home. Maybe they're having to take that adult role and take care of siblings. Um, and then they come to school to be a kid, but they don't know how to talk to each other anymore because they've been on a screen. And it's just, it's challenging. Um, mm. But I think also I can I can tell a teacher, oh, you should do ABC or you can come watch, watch it done. Um, and then also, you know, one of the pieces I really enjoyed is they come watch me and then I go teach their class the next day. Um, and that, and one of their classes. And so that's been really, it's been wonderful. And I know this year is challenging and I know we're up against a lot, but I am pretty thrilled that, um, I kind of created my own position. <laughs> it was awesome. That, you know, we, we talk about becoming our own bosses, right? But like, you were like, I'm just going to create a position for me. I'm going to make <laughs> something that fits what I want to do. And there we go. Right. And I, I mean, I've, not every instructional coach wants to do that, um, and but I do, and I kind of like the model. I like that it's set up that way, and you know, teachers who are master teachers but they don't necessarily want to be admin, they could have this model, and they could teach the you know class in the afternoon or the class in the morning, and then they can, um, and I can do, I get to do all these cool things that I haven't gotten to do before. Um, you know, my kids made companies and we interviewed. I mean, 
they made logos and we had a big job fair and kids from other classes came and interviewed and they were so oh, cute. Awesome. They were like, they were like, tell us your biggest strength and biggest weakness. And they're like, well, actually, like they were so cute and they took their, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a fake job, but it, they took it so seriously. Um, so I get to do all these really cool things. We um, just put fairy tale characters on trial and I was the judge and we were, we put Peter Pan on trial for kidnapping. You can't do that. And you can't take those kids. And so I, (laughs) we learned about the justice system. We learned about, you know, I had uh, in the prosecution and the defense and it's just fun. And um, I think that of course, students who are engaged um, rarely become behavior issues. You know, so on the way home today, I was listening to our, our last episode and, and I was just thinking about some of the things we talked about. And I, I didn't, I don't think we talked about it then, but something that's standing out to me, right, is that this balance that you have, the time that you get to spend in the classroom. I think one of the other things that even I, as an administrator, like I'm no longer relevant in that space. Right? Mm. I haven't been in front of a group of students teaching like an entire class on a regular basis for like nine years. And so I know there are tips and tricks and things like that, that I'm not aware of, right? That used to work for me that may not work anymore. Yeah. And so as an instructional coach, it's important for you to, to stay current and what better way to stay current than by still being in the classroom. A hundred percent. And you know what I've learned too, and I'm going to ask you a controversial topic and you can cut it out later if you don't like it. Um, but, <laughs> uh, what I've learned is that we need each other. You know, I've, I've got a kid in my class who he's not responding to me and, but he has a phenomenal relationship with my next door neighbor who was his favorite seventh grade teacher. And she happens to be the teacher of the year. And she helps me with him. She knows his past trauma. She knows about him and I need her. And sometimes I will take a kid from her who they need me. Um, we need each other. And that is, that is number one. Like you cannot isolate yourself in this. We need each other. Um, even your master teachers are going to have, you know, bumps along the way because it's messy. These are, this is a human experience, kids, parents. And I mean, I stand by if you aren't making some parents mad sometimes, (laughs) maybe you're not doing it right because (laughs) I think you know, some things that are allowed at home, they're not necessarily, they're not going to be allowed in school. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, we need each other. And I really love the idea of like, it's a mission. Like we are all on this together and not even just like the idea of it, just the theme of it. Like we make it like more of a formal process. Like, okay, this is your mentor teacher. This is who you can send this kid to. This is our, you know, um, athletic director. This is like just to like be able to raise these kids together. Okay, here's my controversial question. Are you ready? I feel like I, I'm ready. Case. Okay, I feel like I just flipped. Am, am I interviewing for you that that job? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So, as an administrator, would you cover like? So, I kind of have this idea of like if everybody would cover. Every once in a while, would we all be on the same page more? Because I see a lot of like, well, you know, they're mad at this group or they're mad at this group or the us versus them or, um, you know, if everybody in admin covered every once in a while, 
uh, would it be helpful? Even one hour once a week. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So I saw your post um, and I was in a, I was in a weird place. So I, I apologize for not responding because uh, I just went on this whole like rant about kind of how we constantly pick up the pieces for each other. Um, and that's not a bad thing. But when we constantly take care of each other and cover for each other, the the larger system never has to adapt or change and it stays the same and right yeah. we just continued with the same issues. And so that's the space I was in when I read it. And I was like, no, because then we got to um, but that's what we as administrators, well, some of us do. Like I know when my teachers are out, oftentimes I'm in a class, right? I've been a gym right. teacher. I've, I've been an English, well, I was an English teacher, but you know, it's, I've been in those positions, but I think deeper, what you're saying is not just out of necessity, right? Do we take those opportunities to say, Hey, look, I, I want to cover your class. Why don't you go observe? I know we talked a little right. bit about that on the last one. Yes. Um, or, hey, I know you're really overwhelmed and you haven't gotten those reports into me. How about I teach an extra class of yours, right? I need you to get those things done. And I could either say, well, now I need you to stay after or I need you to take the weekend and I'm going to contribute to your burnout. Or right. I could teach a class for you and give you that extra time. And, and I I don't think there's anything wrong within that. And, and more so, I just going back to what I mentioned earlier, it does so much more than just say, I'm going to give you some extra time. I know for me, when I'm standing in front of my students, they get to see me in another light. And it's always interesting when they say, Mr. Williams, you should have been a teacher. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> well, I did that before, before I became a principal. Um, but you know, they, they, they see that, right? Because now you're not just the, the principal. Now you're teaching them those mathematical concepts. You're teaching right. them those English concepts. You know, and they, they see you in a different way. You're building a different way, uh, a level of relationships with them. And like you're saying, I think it you get to know firsthand. It's really easy for me to sit in my office and look at data and say, well, how come this kid is here? Right. But when I'm standing there and I'm working with that kid, mm. now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can see why. Now I understand why you're struggling and you're frustrated. Right. And, and, and I get that firsthand knowledge. So I agree with you that that is why we as administrators and not just principals. I love doing mean, your, everybody. Your I mean, like everybody. instructional coaches, I'm talking admin, I'm talking superintendent, I'm talking central admin. office. Yeah. Everyone should step in and never just as educators cannot get disconnected with kids. Mm -hmm. uh, we should never get disconnected with teachers either and what they're going through. Never, never. And, I, and I've told my teachers that the, the moment that I forget I need you to check me, right? I need you to remind me, Mr. Williams. And because I don't, I've, I've had those principles that forgot what it was like sure. and I don't ever want to be that principal. And if I ever do, I truly become disconnected, then it's time for me to leave. Right. Okay. And, and I'm, I, I'm aware of that. So Katie, I agree with you in that context. Not to fix the bigger issues. No, not um, to fix the sub shortage. Yeah. Just yeah. like almost like to see that we're all in this together. Like nobody feels above anybody else. Nobody like everybody is in this together and we are going to love these babies and we are going to teach them and we can't do the, well, you know, us versus them back and forth. And I think a lot, I mean, systemically, I think the reason teachers become inflexible or they become 
upset or territorial or something like that is because it's so broken that they don't have control over what the State Department is giving and what the pandemic is doing and what they don't have that control. So maybe if I, you know, if I can control something um, and I I know that, but it still is, um, you know, the blame game. I don't, I, you know, well, this, this kid, these parents or these, or the sixth grade teacher did it or the, you know, like that, that stuff isn't helpful at all. And we need to get on the same page when it comes. And I think that would help that. Like we are in this together. You know, I, I, I'd absolutely agree. You know, we, we went over data. Um, so, you know, we did our beginning of year test uh, back in September and I, we did a data dive, right? And our scores were not great. And I, I could see the apprehension in the teachers. And I was like, guys, I'm not upset. Like we knew this was going to happen. Sure. Like we knew we were going to see some drops. I said, and I don't want to hear excuses. And I don't mean it like in a bad way because what's happened happened. And we can't do anything about that. But my question for you is how do we move forward? What do we do with this information? And so I think that's easier when you are involved, right? To be able to say, okay, we didn't make the goals we wanted to. We didn't make the growth we wanted to. We can't do anything about that now. But how do we move forward together? It's easier to say that when you are involved as opposed to sitting in some detached office and now you're just upset because, well, why didn't we get there? Like those are two different conversations. Why didn't we get there? And how do we move forward? How will we? Yeah. Like, and which one is more productive? Of course. And yeah, I mean, data is important, right? Data is important. It helps us to carve a path into where we are going, um, but also to know that even the administration, even district office, everybody knows that that data point is a baby, is a kid who may or may not come from a lot of trauma, who might be food insecure, who might, you know, and I think that that would help with never being disconnected um, because I think data is powerful. I think the PLC process is powerful if you're doing it right. Um, I just read that part in your book. And uh that is something that has to happen, but also that we're not disconnected with our families, with our community and with our kids. Absolutely. So I'm curious because I know we, we we talked a little bit about your new role and it sounds like things are going phenomenally well. <laughs> so congratulations. It. Thank you. Um, but you've, you, I know you've mentioned my book and so I want to say thank you, but I'm not the only one with a book. I believe that you too have a book. I do. Oh my goodness. Look, Charles Williams, I have it right here. I'm going to send it to you. Untold I was going to say, like, I don't, I don't have my own copy to hold up. Oh, I should. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So before the world shut down and in March of 2020, uh, I was starting to speak at some conferences, some local ones, and people would ask me if I had a book. And I said, no. And then, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, they ran and worked out or they went hiking or they cleaned or cooked. And I wrote. I've had chapters. <laughs> um, I've had chapters for years, but it the pandemic did allow me to kind of like focus in on, you know, what would I have wanted to know back in 2005 before I started? 
Um, what were the hiccups I saw along the way? And how can I retain teachers by using my inside information? And so really, it's part strategy, part memoir, part everything that I wish I would have known to be successful. I failed, so they wouldn't have to. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's going really well. I'm really proud of it. Um, I've spoken at a couple of conferences since I released it and got to sell it there. I've got one coming up next week. Um, so I've got a few lined up in the, um, you know, in the spring. I'll come to your school too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on out. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's um, it's been really exciting, and I'm I'm proud of it, and I want to hand it to baby teachers. I want to get it into the hands of. But even vet teachers, vet teachers who are, well, we've always done it that way, or it's never going to work, or we're never going to, that, um, you can just be re-energized because they didn't start that way. They came into teaching on fire for kids and lessons and um, just trying to like reignite that in them, um, that we can do this. And if we get on the same page and we do this together, that we can we can help fix this from the inside. So I know this might be a little bit of a challenging question you know, because it's your book, it's your baby and you love all of it. Right. But if you, there was a portion of your book that you were like, this is the, this is like the, the, the best portion or the, the best piece or the one that I kind of always come to when I talk about my book, is there, is that the section or a message or a theme within that text? I mean, I really talk about how you can't die on every hill or you're going to burn out. Like. And there's little, like, I have these little snippets of, you know, why are we dying on the pencil hill in the long run? What, why does it matter? Get the pencils. They're free, mostly from the school. Um, who cares? And, you know, those kinds of things. Like, because if you try to die on every hill, you're going to burn out. You're not going to last. It's not sustainable. Um, and so what, what can you control and what, and so I talk about how you have to die on three hills. That's it. And mine are engagement in the classroom, safety in the classroom and kindness to everyone. You know what the state department could say tomorrow, we're going to do this. We're going to get rid of your evaluation system. We're going to get a new one. Then the next year we're going to go back and then we're going to do this program. And then you better have, you know, this in the grade book and you better do, I mean, you just can't die on all of it. And, and that's the main thing. If you are doing what's best for kids relentlessly in your classroom, then you're doing the right thing. So who cares if they want you to do some program once a week for 30 minutes? Okay. Um, so I think a lot of teachers just get so bent out of shape about the pencils or about, you know, and how you just, you got to let some of that go. Um, you know, safety, kindness, engagement. Well, I wonder if some of that comes back to that, like that control that you talked about, right? Maybe I just, I feel like I don't have control over any much. So I'm those pencils. Like, the pencils. You, will, you will not get another pencil. You must give me your ID in order to get a pencil. Right. Or a shoe. How embarrassing. No, nobody wants that shoe from a middle school boy. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I look forward. I look forward to getting a copy of that text. Now, I'll send it to you. I, I know last time, you know, we connected, right? The whole idea was 
you know, to share stories uh, of pushing back mm-hmm. against the narrative. And, you know, you, you gave some great ideas around that and some tips and tricks and things like that. So since we've last connected, have you gained any new insights or information, anything that you can still provide to educators to say, hey, look, I know, right, we're, we're back. We're about halfway through our first year in this yeah. whatever. I don't even know what this is called now. Um, you know, like this is how you can situate yourself, you know, not only to close out this year, but when we come back in January, like you're ready to go. And maybe it's on those three hills, right? That that engagement, the safety and the kindness. If if anybody's watching or listening, which I hope they are, uh, either way, it's still a conversation. <laughs> uh, what would that be? What would those tips or ideas be? You know, what I've seen this year, last year we had weird time. Like we had this time we got together on Wednesdays and we got kind of like super used to like not having students in the building on Wednesdays. And so there was this time that you had, well, this year we're five days a week. I don't know if you guys are, but we're five days a week, Monday through Friday, you know, bell schedule to bell, you know, bell to bell. And I think some of our teachers are struggling with time because then subs don't want to come into the building because yeah. all the kids are quarantined. That's, that's happening by you too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a couple of faithful ones, but I mean, my teachers are covering every day and it kind of creates this like animosity. Um, and then of course my, my next door neighbor, Tiffany Doris, who's the teacher of the year, she always says, that uh, proximity breeds empathy. And that's mm-hmm. true. Like you don't know why the sixth grade teacher down in the science hall is always gone because what if they are dealing with a family member that has a disease or what if, you know, they don't know why. Um, and so I think that is that we just, we have to, again, get on the same page. Like mm-hmm. I'm stepping into your classroom because I've got your back and you're going to step into mine when I need you to have mine. Um, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, and then it would just be that like all of our teachers, I just don't give up. I, I don't want anybody to just sit and just not care. I, I, that hurts me. Um, because I think that happens sometimes in this profession. I kind of, I don't love the tenure thing. (laughs) Because do you guys have tenure in your district in your um, state? Like, mm, like I mean, for three years, you're tenured through the, the union. Yeah, I was going to say it's the it's more of the union, which is a you know in Chicago the union is a beast. Is it? Oh my gosh! Don't yeah. tell them I said this, even though it's being recorded. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> and I say that in the same breath as saying that I I like my tenure, but how can we like monetize it for the teachers who are really good? They're up. They got great classroom management. Their test scores are great. Like, you know, what if we paid them like athletes? Like, oh my gosh, Charles Williams, you can have a signing deal of $3 million. <laughs> You know, I don't know if that's the answer, but, you know, somebody who isn't intrinsically motivated f- just because of the kids. And of course, there are teachers that are just motivated because they love the kids. Um, or they've gotten to the point where they just have given up. It's too hard. I can sit here and just kind of coast 
I can let my kids be on their phones. They can have their earbuds in. They can do a TikTok. All like I don't care. I that hurts yeah. me. I just don't want anybody to ever feel like that. And so I think if we're all going to get on the same page, we're all going to be on this mission together. I think we have to like have some norms in everybody's mm-hmm. classroom. Like if I'm going to step into your classroom, you're going to step into mine. You know, whatever the school policy is, we're following it. Um, and that's that can get sticky for sure. You know, I, and again, I know I, we said this last episode I, that it's like, oh, we could tease this out. So, you know, maybe we're just hinting at yet another one. Um, but you, you, you touched true. on. Yeah, see, see, there we go. You know, you, you touched on so many little things there about this idea, like, where's that balance? And I think that's how, what I've been referring to it as, is, is this balance. You know, you, you're right. I mean, yeah, teachers should definitely be compensated. Are, are you, by chance, a fan of Key and Peel? I know them, but I'm not a super, like, super fan. Tell me everything. So, well, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a video, but they do this whole thing about like if teachers were treated like athletes and it's hilarious, but it's like, yeah, like, and it's not, like you said, it's not just the monetization, even though that would be awesome. Are they the ones that do the, you done messed up AA Ron? Is that them? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. I do like them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, But you know, it's just even the, 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 the attention, right. It's like, yeah, like love on us, right? Care about us, pay attention and value the, the work that we're doing. And I think so often, as you were saying, you know, there are people out there who they don't feel that way anymore. You know, and you, I, I love that teacher of the year. Hey, Tiffany, right? Tiffany, Tiffany, we love you. Um, she's you know, so humble that she's going to be, she's going to die when she sees this. And I said her full name. <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> Tiffany, now, now we're going to just keep saying it. No. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> You know, she, you, you mentioned this, like this, this proximity thing, right? And so, yeah, like if instead of being angry at a teacher, being frustrated with a teacher for being in that state of being, why not try to find out why they are in that space? And what can we do? Not just me or you, like, but as a whole, what can we do to get that teacher fired up again? And, and I, I love that you said that a while ago, you meant like, that teacher who is disgruntled, that teacher who's sitting there and just done, mm. that wasn't who they were. No. Like, I guarantee they weren't like that on day one. No way. Like, so how do we get that? How do we get that back? How like, do How do we, we liven back? that back up? Yeah. Um, and, and I've always said this too, and you kind of said it earlier, that if I ever get to the point where I don't care, if I ever get to the point where my body is too tired, I'm just done, then I need to be done because this work is just too important. It's too life-changing. Um, you know, the thing that's going viral right now is Adele and her teacher. Have you seen it? Um, where Adele stands up and the teacher's there that, you know, made such a difference in her life. And, um, that's kind of what you have to think of. What are your, what are your students going to say about you in 20 years and 30? Um, are you, they going to say you sat down and that you let everybody just run wild uh were people hurt in your room like i i just think that it's you could go do something way easier than sit there and have kids be um unsafe in your presence and so yeah i don't know i don't know how to fix that i don't know if we monetize the 
teachers that have, you know, they're innovative. What does it look like? We have a board of innovation that comes in all the teachers' classrooms and decides. Like, I don't know. But I think that, you know, the teacher of the year getting paid the same as the teacher that's sitting, I mean, how can we fix it? I don't know. I'll tell you what, Katie. I'm I'm going to, for anybody watching, anybody listening, I want to hear from you. Like if you are that teacher that you're just tired, maybe, maybe you're on the verge of burning out. Maybe you're just saying, look, I'm retiring at the end of this year, even though I'm 32, right? Like, like we want to, like, we're, we're, we're not in that position and we're kind of hypothesizing, but we'd love to hear from you. Like, what do you need? Like if, if we can give you that thing to keep you not just through the rest of this year, but for the next five, the next 10 years, what is that thing? What is it or things? What is it that you need? So I'm throwing that out there. I want to know. Yeah. If you're watching, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah. Um, Somebody, and I don't know who, and I'll send it to you, but somebody just put out on Twitter, like, what do you need to stay? And there were a ton of good ideas. I was like screenshotting. Of course, there were some that are like a million dollars and six months of vacation. Like, oh, um, but but like there were some really good ideas, like boots on the ground. Like we need more counselors. We need more psychiatrists. We need restorative practices. We need that to be taken a little bit off of the teacher. Like, you know, you got to you got to teach this standard to mastery. You also have to be their coach and their counselor and their psychiatrist. And you have to make sure that you know about all their trauma and their IEP and their, and like, it's all the things, all the things. Um, And we need, I mean, that's what I think too. Maybe it's not, we're going to monetize the best teacher. Maybe it's, we just need more resources to be able to do our job the way that maybe we used to, the way that Maybe not that we used to. I don't love that. Like that spark we used to have, you know, you go into teacher school and college and you're just going to change the world. Like how can we get that back? Um, And I think too, I mean, getting into colleges and teaching them for real, not just theory, not just pedagogy, not just, but like what's it going to look like? And that's in here. Um, What is it really going to look like? And how am I going to deal with these things? What... When my kid who is homeless right now and needs food or and he throws a desk and then he or his you know uncle was killed two nights ago, like what are you gonna do when those things do arise in your room? Um, and again, I think it's that we need each other. We have to use each other. I'm kind of imagining that class, like getting to role play. And it's like, ooh, do I get to throw the desk? Like, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, you know, you, you said something earlier and I and I had an idea. And so I'm glad we kind of like came back. But, you know, during the pandemic, you talked about you used and capitalized on that time to write a book. Right. I, I did the same thing. We I was writing a book. We uh, created this podcast. And those are passion projects. Those are the things I think within education that keep us excited, that give us an opportunity to connect with one another, that refuel us. But so oftentimes teachers don't get those opportunities. And I was thinking about like the college level, like teachers get to take sabbaticals, like go research, go work on your book. Like what if, like 
Like we got that. to do that. Like, yeah, hey, you know what? Third grade teacher, it's okay. Take take that six months, but do something productive with it and come back fired up and ready to go. Right. I and so now that. it's and what do we know about fires, right? They're 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 gonna catch. Right? right. So that third grade teacher comes back fired up and their neighbors are like, whoa, what what just right? Give to me and now let me go and like I don't know. I love it. Maybe. Sabbaticals <laughs> for teachers. Like, and it can't Yeah, why yeah. does it just have to happen at the college level? Right. That is true. Cause they need because you do need that. You get the the teacher and you know, the first year teacher who comes in and they have all these ideas and then management is hard, you know, and like you can't if you can't manage them, you can't teach them. We everybody knows that. And so they can't do the cool things that they learn how to do because they can't manage the kids. And so, you know, you see that. And so yeah, so with our teachers who have just been like, whatever, um, and sit and just read, you know, look at their phone all day and let the kids look at theirs. Um, we could send them on a sabbatical. I really like it. We are making a lot of things happen today, I feel like. Look at that. We're we're just throwing it all out there into the ether. I like, like it. <laughs> just everything, you know, million dollar contracts, sabbaticals, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> fixing it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, Katie, it, it has been a pleasure. Now, I, I I could say, like, if you don't know who you are, like to go back and listen to the other episode. And I know we just kind of jumped into our conversation. We did. Um so I'm just gonna close out, not completely, but you know, just if you can just give people, they're like, all right, this woman's awesome. I know she's like doing this awesome coaching stuff. I have no idea where she's at or uh, so can we just do a quick, quick bio, um, you know, and then we'll, we'll wrap things up here. Yeah. Okay. So um, Putnam City is within the Oklahoma City sphere. And uh, if you are anywhere in drivable distance and you want to come spend the day with me, please do. I love I don't just want to retain the teachers at my building. I want to retain them nationally. And I, you can find me on Twitter, Katie Kinder One. You could buy my book on Amazon, Untold Teaching Truths. It was out of stock, which was really exciting. And they just got it back in stock, right? Uh, nice. And uh, yeah, I'm on um, – Instagram at Untold Teaching Truths. And I try to do little snippets of lessons or even just yesterday I saved a bunch of memes on my phone, just like post. Like <laughs> that's what I did. That's what I did with my day. Um and so yeah, come. I'm at Hefner Middle School. Um, my email address, you can find it. It's super easy. If there's a lesson you want, you want to do fairy tale courts, email me. I will send you everything for free. Um, I don't want teachers to pay teachers. I keep a blog that has some lessons as well. And, um, you know, if you want the company lesson, that's not on my blog, but I just dreamed it up and you can have it. And if you have questions, I want you to be on fire for education and I want to help. Nice. I love, I love it. I am, I'm putting my teachers on a bus tomorrow. We're driving down to Oklahoma. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna come out, hang out with you, and then stop and see Andre, and just be like, "Oh, Andre, just... love Andre, yeah, he's so good." <laughs> oh, Katie, it it is once again, it has been a pleasure. Um, Thank and you I so do much. look forward to the the time that we are at a conference together. We got to take that selfie. We so. are taking that selfie, and we're gonna hashtag it. I don't know yet, but it's gonna be it's gonna be big. It's gonna be iconic. It will be. It will. <laughs> 
Uh, well, you know, again, I, I know I said it last time, but it still is true. First of all, thank you for being on the show, but just thank you. Th- thank you for all the amazing things that you're doing. I mean, in, in continuing to do and pushing forward and in, in challenging and just amplifying and stretching your reach, because I know that the world of education, not just in Oak Putnam, not just in Oklahoma, but across the country is becoming better because of it. So I want to just um, say thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Vice you. versa, friends. All right. Well, you take care. And um, I guess we'll just plan a part three. A hundred percent. That's happening. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show, so please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know, and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at The CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care.